0: Hi, I'm Christine, I am a confidence coach and a motivational speaker, and this is episode 133. So just a quick reminder, you have a few more days to sign up for the Boundary Bootcamp. We are going to start off with a free kickoff session. So at the very least, try to show up for that. After that, we will have four weeks of Boundary Bootcamp covering all the things that you need to know to have boundaries, enforce your boundaries, maintain your relationships, and protect yourself. If you want to know more, you can message me, or at the very least, sign up for that kickoff, and we'll answer your questions there. Today we're going to talk about something that is boundary-adjacent, and that is conflict. I often hear people say that they are afraid of conflict, and that they avoid conflict. What would cause somebody to avoid conflict? Well, if you know the person that you're feeling that conflict with, cannot participate in a healthy conversation with you, you might want to avoid that conversation altogether. If the idea of having to defend or explain your point of view or your feelings is exhausting, and you know from experience that you're probably not even going to get what you need out of this conversation, you're probably going to avoid the conflict. If the issue is always twisted and turned back around on you to make you feel guilty, you might avoid conflict. If the person you're in disagreement with does not know how to fight fair, you're probably going to want to avoid conflict. If you were never taught appropriate conflict, or if you watched your parents have incredibly unhealthy fights, or if your parents never let you see them fight, you might want to avoid conflict. If you're struggling with moral or religious obligations to keep the peace, be kind, be patient, be loving, be sacrificial, you may struggle with the idea of rocking the boat or asking for something or saying no, and that might cause you to avoid conflict. You might be starting to see that there are any number of reasons why you might avoid conflict. One thing I want to suggest to you, though, is that you are not, in fact, avoiding conflict. You've merely shifted the conflict. Instead of an outward conflict with the person you want to be having the conflict with or need to be having the conflict with, you are instead starting conflict within yourself. What does this look like? It looks like an attack on your self esteem. It is a violation of your self worth. It is a poison to your mental state. You may start to experience things like poor sleep, gut issues, headaches, stress anxiety, neck pain, back pain, hip pain, knee pain. And if you keep at this long enough, you might start having some more significant health issues. You might find your mental health declining to the point where you can't work or need to be medicated or cannot go out and enjoy your life. This is all rooted in science because of the chemicals that get released in your brain and in your gut when you are living in a high stress environment. When you are living in a position where you're constantly feeling the need for conflict and there is no resolution, your body is going to respond if you are not addressing the issue at hand. So if you're listening today and you're thinking, wow, I avoid conflict and I'm dealing with some of those medical issues that you just said, this is the episode for you. So the first thing that I want to bring your attention to is what conflict is supposed to be. If you are having healthy conflict, this is what it should look like. Conflict should merely be a stoplight. Hey, I'm not comfortable with what's going on or what you're talking about happening next. I need us to pause so that you can either help me understand what's going on so I can be comfortable with it, or we need to come up with an alternative plan so we can both be comfortable with how we move forward. And the other person, if they value you and value the relationship, should have the response of, yep, I see the red light. We're stopping. We're going to have this conversation so that we can have resolution because I want to keep you in my life and I want to keep this relationship and I value you being happy and comfortable. Now, you might be thinking that doesn't sound like conflict. It doesn't sound like what you're experiencing is conflict. That is what conflict should be you are probably used to a very different form of conflict with winners and losers and shots fired and prisoners taken and punishments enforced. That's not conflict. That's war. In war, the two sides do not care about each other. Now, you and the person you have conflict with might love each other. You two might just not know how to have that conflict in a healthy, loving, respectful way. If that's the case, then both of you can learn to do this healthily, and then you can have those conflicts when you need them without it hurting your relationship. And if you have children, I encourage you to teach them now how to have healthy conflict. Teach them when they're arguing with their siblings or their friends or even with you how we handle that so that when they grow up, they can have healthy conflict and stick up for themselves when they need to. So the first thing that we're going to do is understand what we can have conflict about and what we shouldn't have conflict about. We can have conflict about facts and things that directly impact us. For example, you think everything needs to be hand-washed before it goes in the dishwasher. I think a light rinse is perfectly fine. Everything seems to come out of the dishwasher clean. This is not a place for conflict. That is a differing opinion. However, If you believe that you can leave food caked on your plates and let it sit for days and days and days before you put it in the dishwasher, and I'm always the one emptying the dishwasher and having to scrub all that dry, flaky food off and rerun it, now you're impacting me. Now we have a conflict and we need to have a conversation. The second thing is we're going to start with neutral or factual statements. This is where it can be important to know how your partner thinks. Some people prefer that you start with the feeling. So you might say something like, I'm feeling disrespected. It is not helpful to say, I feel like you are so disrespectful. Some people prefer that you start with the fact. You took my cup out of my hand, but I wasn't done with it. Notice, no feelings attached to it, no accusations attached to it, no implied motive attached to it, simply what happened. Now, if you start with the feeling, You go to the fact next, and if you start with the fact, you go to the feeling next. It made me feel unseen. Now remember, we're not trying to start a fight. We're trying to resolve a conflict. So you offer the resolution. Next time, just know I'll put my cup in the sink when I'm done with it. Or, I need you to ask me before you take my cup. Now this is where this gets really interesting. Notice their reaction. A healthy person is going to acknowledge and agree to the terms you just laid out, Or offer an alternative. I'm so sorry. I never want you to feel disrespected or unseen by me. I hear you. Next time, I will wait for you to tell me you're done with your cup, or I'll just let you take care of it yourself. Now, maybe their issue was you had asked them to start the dishwasher. You're about to leave for the weekend, and they don't want a dirty cup left in the sink for that entire time. So they might add, hey, when you're done with your cup, then can you start the dishwasher so we don't have a dish sitting in the sink for the weekend while we're gone? And you might say, nope, you're right, I don't want to be responsible for the dishwasher, so when we need to go, take the cup. I get it. Or you might say, yeah, I got you, I'll start the dishwasher when I'm done with my cup. That's the way you want this to go. Now certainly for some deeper issues, these might be longer conversations with more back and forth and negotiation, but the end result should still be the same. It should still sound like this. If you're avoiding conflict because it doesn't happen like this, the first thing for you to look at is how are you showing up to the fight? If you're coming in heightened energy, ready for a fight, throwing blame and insults, accusations, calling people names, it's not going to go well. If you're coming in playing the victim and having a pity party, it's not going to go well. You can have your emotions about whatever is going on, and it's actually important that you share those emotions. We want to make sure that we're doing that in a way that says, I want you to see me, not I want you to hurt or feel how angry I am with you. Another important rule, one conflict at a time. If you're fighting about dishes, you don't start talking about who last put gas in the car. If you're talking about the kids, you don't start talking about money. One conflict at a time. Otherwise, nobody remembers the other person's points. No resolution is reached you two just exhaust yourselves and you're going to have the same fight again another day. So healthy conflict. Keep it clean. Stick to the facts, I statements, your emotions. Don't assign intention to their behavior. Let them speak for themselves one fight at a time. Work to come to an agreement of how to best move forward so both of your boundaries can be respected and both of you can feel heard. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, that's great, but the person I'm avoiding conflict with, would never have that type of conversation with me. They always want to get nasty or insult me or make it about themselves or bring up the past. I'm going to help you there, too. This is where your boundaries are incredibly important. Here's the secret. Don't engage. There cannot be a fight if both of you are not participating. Now, I know there are exceptions like being locked in a car with somebody and they don't stop yelling even if you've shut your mouth. I've been there. I get it. I once climbed into the back seat of a moving vehicle to get as much distance between me and the other person as possible because even though I was not reacting to or responding to the angry fight they were trying to have, they were not stopping and they weren't stopping the car to let me out either. I get it. We're not talking about those extremes right now because that would be a whole other podcast. In your other situations, if you don't engage, the fight ends. And I'll tell you, it's actually really empowering to watch this play out. You start a conversation with somebody, there's a conflict. You want to address how you're being treated. You've heard me say when it comes to asking for help, to use what, when, how. If you have somebody who struggles with conflict, I suggest you do the same thing. Can we have a conversation in the next 30 minutes for just five minutes to calmly discuss what just happened? Just by doing this, they're not blindsided. They have a choice. They know your goal is to do it calmly and that you're hoping to keep it brief. A lot of their stress and anxiety about going into this conflict with you will ease away just by that. Now, let's say you get into that conversation and you say, this is what happened or this is how I'm feeling. And their immediate reaction is to fire back, attack. You get to lay a boundary. I hear you. And we can certainly discuss how you feel about that after we finish talking about this. Or, I want to have a calm conversation with you, but that isn't going to happen if you're going to talk to me like that. If they want to continue to be nasty, calmly, we're not screaming, we're not yelling, we're not pointing fingers. Calmly. Okay, I see that we can't have this conversation right now, so I'm going to leave and we can pick this up later. There are a few important pieces there. You're letting them know... This isn't over. They didn't win just because they intimidated you out of having the conversation right then. And you're letting them know, I'm not going to be treated like this. Now, this can feel like trying to teach a two-year-old that their temper tantrums in the store are not going to work. You might have to walk away a dozen times before they get it. But keep at it. Keep at it. They probably have just as awful of an experience with conflict as you do. They have probably also seen some horrific fights. They've probably been in fights where people did not fight fair. They are probably equally terrified and afraid of being hurt. So the more that you can demonstrate that you will not be doing that to them or won't be doing that to them anymore, the more likely it is that they will calm down and start meeting you in a civilized way to have a harm-free conflict. Harm-free does not mean that we don't feel bad or embarrassed or ashamed. It means there are no personal attacks. If they do not care about you, they do not care about how you feel, they do not value the relationship, they only care about themselves and winning and not having to look at their own behavior, then I want to suggest that what you fear is not conflict. It's having to look at the reality of the relationship you have with this person. And if that is the case, what is the toll on your physical and mental health by continuing a relationship with them. What is this relationship doing to your self-esteem if the cost of being in this relationship is your own self-worth? Just something I'd like you to spend a little bit of time reflecting on. Okay, so I hope that you're starting to see that conflict in itself is not scary or bad or mean or hurtful, but actually really, really helpful And while it can be a bit uncomfortable, it's actually really nice to both of you and the sustainability of the relationship. Your goal this week is to practice healthy conflict. Even if it means coming up with something little that you're not emotionally invested in, just to try it out and see what happens. If the person you are experiencing conflict with will not engage in healthy conflict resolution with you. I want you to reevaluate what this relationship is doing to you. What is the cost? My hope is that one day all of you will actually get to a point where you enjoy conflict because you know that these little conversations help draw you closer to the people that you love and help you to feel safe, secure, loved, valued, respected with the people you want to feel that from the most. And it creates that feeling for them as well. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you next time. Bye.